What time is it, folks? Did you hear what I said? What time is it? You know what time it is. America. Oh yeah, kids. You know what time it is. It's time for the worldwide phenomenon. The Geeksters are here to give you a review of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, with spoilers. What? This song's way longer than I expected. But you know, and just enjoy it. It's right, kids. You're going to get a spoilerific episode of Captain America. Star-fangled geeksters are here to stay. And welcome to Geeksters, your special spoilerific episode of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I'm your host, Ed. I'm Sean, standing proud and true for my country. <laughs> When it, so, co- when it comes to spoiling movies, I'm your guy. <laughs> when you want me to rush a front line to punch Nazis and the bad guy, get somebody else. <laughs> but if you want some bitching, some moaning behind a desk and a microphone, you call us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're and, here to serve. <laughs> that's right. And protect. <laughs> not really. Not to protect. Just serve. <laughs> serve up a can of whoop-ass. What? <laughs> All right. So, um, as you know... On over the weekend, they had the big Captain America premiere, hit lots of box office numbers. Wow! World records for best opening weekend in an April on an even even year on an even month on a <laughs> Friday when it's kind of cool out. Yeah, because <laughs> they'll take any kind of award they can get. Yeah, you know, hey, look, it's Tuesday. No one else did anything except for this movie. Let's give it an award. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, excuse me, I burped. <laughs> okay, well, first, um, for those people who listen to our radio show on AquanetRadio.com, live Sunday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, either on AquanetRadio.com, tune in, iHeartRadio, or iTunes Radio. There you go, iTunes Radio. Just search for Aquanet Radio in those apps. Oh, look at the plug. You'd think we're getting paid for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, you, we did a review, yes, and it was favorable across the board. I mean, Eric is not here tonight because we are in two big production studios. Yes, we're not in Aquanet Radio Studios. We're in- Ed's basement. Yes, <laughs> and Erica is not here because we forgot to ask her. I don't know. She she's she has a life, so it's uh, Thursday night where it's usually Ed and I hang out and watch movies. We're like, hey, let's do a spoilerific episode of Geeksters. Pop, pop. Captain America. Yay. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought we, you know, kind of hit, I thought we kind of hit us, you know, our stride Sunday. Yeah. But there's more, you know, I mean, we wouldn't be geeksters if we didn't do a, you know, spoilerific version of a movie that everyone's seen. <laughs> so you can laugh along with us or go, yeah, or no. You know, I know other shows are doing it, but we do it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Okay, well, obviously, it's a sequel to Captain America, the first Avenger, Avenger right. which led into our show this, this evening, yes. or this afternoon, or this morning, or this tonight, whenever you're listening to the show. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, let's go with, um, well, let's, let's rehash. You saw it twice now. Yes. And I've seen it twice. Yeah. And I'm willing to go see it a third time, because AMC just uh, reported today that anybody who goes to the IMAX 3D version at your local AMC theaters, yes. or participating in AMC theaters, whichever one you look at, if you go to the IMAX 3D Spectacular, you get a little iron, uh, little shield iron pin. Wow. Uh, iron pin. I mean, a iron, a steel pin of Captain America's shield. Hey. <laughs> Personally, like a hydro pin. Hell hydra. Oh, we'll get to that, folks. Oh, we'll get to that and the wackiness that ensues. The post Captain America. Yes. Um, so uh, let's start off with uh, Winter Soldier. Um, as I said on Sunday, it's not the biggest secret. Yes. Bucky Barnes is the Winter Soldier. What? Yeah. Who? <laughs> what? You're kidding. How's that possible? Okay. Um, okay. Well, Ed and I both. Did it happen? Okay, I got to ask. Did it happen that night you saw it too? No. It didn't. No. Because. See, see, actually, the real thing is I saw it on a Tuesday night. And Tuesday night is really the really good time to see a movie because not many people go to the theater uh, on a Tuesday night. Yeah, it's a good Especially point. late. You know, right. it was a late, late showing that we did see. And so no, there was no gasp when everybody when oh, okay. the mask came off. Because I was like like waiting for You're it. Waiting actually, for- my head went up and I'm like looking around. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. comes. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I did ask the person I went with if he was surprised by it. Right. And he didn't realize who Bucky Barnes was. Jesus and Christ. And I'm like. Did they, you see the first Captain America? <laughs> I did. Because the reason why he saw it with me is because his wife didn't really like the first one. So she wasn't going to go see it. So he decided to. Ask if you would have, come, along. Ask, okay. come along. And I said, sure, because I'd like to see it again. Sure. So what an opportunity. So, um, yeah, so he wasn't surprised at all because he didn't realize who he was, even though they kind of gave you the background in the second movie. Yeah, they tease you about the whole, like, when Cap goes to the Smithsonian Institute and they talk about how Cap sacrificed himself and how Bucky was the only one to die out of his troop out of the, out of the um, 
Howling Commandos. Yes. Right. Exactly. So it, it sets you up for the whole what? Yes. Moment. Ugh. So, so there was no surprise. Of course, though, when we did go the first night of premiere, of course, everybody gasped. But that's why we were like, pick up a comic book, people. <laughs> and then when I saw it suddenly, there were people in front of me, a guy in front of me, two kids, and his father. His father was like, what? And I just like leaning over going, dude, you're as old as I am. Okay. I'm just like, fuck, dude. <laughs> we gonna, you're gonna, I mean, at first I was annoyed on the fact that he didn't know Bucky Barnes was, was going to be the Winter Soldier because yeah. – it was so obvious. Even if you, like any just normal, intelligent person who could pay attention to a movie could kind of realize, you know what? I think Bucky Barnes is going to be the Winter Soldier. Right? If you saw, if you know comic books, it's obvious. Right. But I felt like leaning, but I was mad at him for that, for not really knowing the signs. But I also felt like slapping on the back of his bald head and going, you're raising two boys. Don't they, hand him a fucking comic. Yeah. Like, like, you should not be surprised. Your two kids should have looked over and went, duh. Right. You know, like, I grew up reading comic books. I think almost every good-natured American boy mm-hmm. did did pick up a comic book, whether it be Captain America, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. Because back in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up, that's, well, more of the 70s, that's how I learned to read. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, besides school and stuff like that, but picking up, you know, I had pictures and I had words. So, right, yeah. you know... Made sense. It made sense. I mean, now we have apps and TV shows that kind of force feed your kids on how to learn, how to spell, and all that stuff. But hand them a comic. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm always up for, you know what? Your kid doesn't want to read book books. Hand them a comic book, and I guarantee you, you'll, you'll hook them. Yeah. You know, at least be in. I think every child should learn how to read. I mean, obviously. Right. You know? yes. But I mean, like, I do think that handing a kid like a regular book is never going to suffice for like knowledge or entertainment mm-hmm. especially in this saturated world we live in with all entertainment of movies and television yeah. and, and cartoons and, and, and things that you just you you when you go well, i could see a movie or i could see watch a television show versus reading a book at least you get some like graphic you know in enjoyment you get some great art with it as well not only that but too like with when it comes to like comic books and books you get when you watch a Marvel movie or even a DC movie, because we'll probably touch on that a little bit in this mm. episode, um, but we're trying to stick in the Marvel movie vein. There's so much rich history behind each character that a two-hour movie doesn't give it justice. Right, true. I mean, I do think that you need to, um, like, okay, I didn't know much about Captain America. I read him here and there, mm-hmm. but I kind of knew the basics. You know, I knew I knew his origin story well back when I was a kid. Right, I knew who. Winter Soldier was because even though he came out in 2005, I was still reading comic books here and there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't like a what moment right. for me. Um, so I mean, I, I think like no one should be surprised that like any other Marvel movie where Gwen Stacy might die in right. this movie yeah. or at some point because again, it's historically known she died. She was considered the very first death of comic books. That kind of I mean. Kind of. I mean, Bucky did die. You know, they did touch on the Bucky Barnes. Mm-hmm. But I think Gwen had more of an impact in comic books in the 70s of well, her she's, death. She's probably the one or only few that hasn't come back. Well, she's come back. Oh, she has? Yeah, she's come back. I haven't read Spider-Man in a while, so I have to... Yeah, I have. Let's see. She came back as... <sighs> this, And this is where I... Like, oh, God. I, this, is where I, this is where I jumped off of the Spider-Man. Like, I read Spider-Man from the 80s 
to the nineties until the clone saga. Oh, right. Where um Ben Riley comes into town. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Ben Riley or Spider Man, Ben Riley is named after Uncle Ben and Aunt May's um what do you call it? Um maiden name. Mm-hmm. He comes into town and he's the Scarlet Spider and he claims to be the real Peter Parker, the real Spider-Man. And the Spider-Man, the Peter Parker that you've known and read since the 80s, the one who married Mary Jane and all that, was the clone. Because <laughs> in the 70s, they had this whole, uh, the chameleon was trying to make more Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think working for Oscorp or something like that. I, I don't know if they got too deep. I know what the chameleon was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, the clones die. In fact, one of Spider-Man's clone Killed himself by sa- killed died by saving Peter. Okay. Well, now they're saying no in this storyline that that clone not only didn't die, but it was actually the real Spider-Man, and the clone has been living this life that you've read for over a decade at this point. <laughs> and I flipped the fucking lid. I was like, no. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. And then um, during what happened is during that time, Gwen Stacy comes back, apparently as a clone. With a chick, a child, a kid. Wow. Because at some point, um, now this is again very soap opera ish. I know we're going to talk, talk, you know, it's Captain America, why are you talking about Spidey? Right. I, I think it's kind of relevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, plus, I like talking about Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Norman Osborn, who knew Peter Parker was Spider Man, mm-hmm. therefore knew that Gwen Stacy was his girlfriend. Apparently, when she spent like a summer in Paris for, for like a, like, during school, mm-hmm. like during their college years, right? Harry Osborne, uh, not Harry, Norman Osborne went out there and they had an affair and she had a kid from him. Jeez. Oh, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Like, what a what a what a what a shoehorned plot device. You guys work for Dallas or for you know? Like, <laughs> not landing, not landing. Get the fuck out of here! And I was like, I'm out. You know, especially the grievous offense of me going, wait, this guy that I've identified myself with my whole life now decides to be a fake and a phony. Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to Captain America, I think like there, even though they introduced Bucky Barnes in the two thousand in 2005, I'm like, it's kind of, it's almost, almost a decade now that people who've picked up comic books, especially if they're a Captain America fan, no. Right. So hearing that audible gasp, not once but twice, really annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> you know, it's like kids pick up a comic book, you get to know the history, you'll get to know. Even when it comes to Superman or Batman, <clears throat> you know, like maybe you get an understanding more of Batman. Like, don't judge, like, don't sit there and spout what you know about a character specifically based upon what you see in the movies, right? Or on television, because as much as I love Arrow. It's not really following the history of Arrow. Exactly. But I'm okay with it because it's like, okay, it works real well together. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we'll touch on that because, mm. I mean, I know it's out, It's kind of on a comic book but also kind of outside the comic book. It's yeah. like its own little Universe, thing. right, yeah. <clears throat> kind of like the glue that's supposed to hold all the Marvel universes together. Like the little, you know, like when you look at a bathroom, all that tile filler. <laughs> like, and I'm not seeing it. <laughs> you know? In fact, I'm like, oh, look, I peed and I missed the toilet and it landed on that piece of tile and that pee kind of soaks into that grout. Like, that's kind of how I feel. My Ages of Shield is kind of like sitting at. What a visual. Yeah, I mean- I'm just saying that that, that pee soaked grout between tiles is what Marvel's Ages of Shield is. You're welcome, Marvel. <laughs> right now, people are going, no, I love that show. I'm like, I'm sure you do. 
But come on, was it, you're you're a minority. Well, I'm going to say, was it really what you expected? Was it really what you wanted out of a Marvel TV show? No. In fact, I think again, you know, talking about the whole which is better, DC or Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think the Marvel movies blow them away all the time. Yeah. Um, I think DC's TV show, on the other hand, right. is definitely out vastly superior than the Marvel TV show, and also their uh, direct to DVD. Uh, Cartoons, the cartoons that they've been doing. Anything they do on small scale, it's great. great. Yeah. Anything they do on big scale, eh, not so much. <laughs> it's not what you want. Well, right. you kind of do, but you kind of don't. You kind of go, oh, look, there's Batman. But what? Well, Batman doesn't believe in guns. And why does he pack every vehicle with machine guns? That's right. What? Like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, granted, I understand people are going to go, well, you can't count known, the known verse as part of canon for Batman. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll allow you that argument, but come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, sooner or later, we're going to see a, an, an actual decent Batman, hopefully. In our lifetime? I think so, sure. I think somebody, the way comic book movies are going now. Well, since we're on the subject of, of Batman, of course, everybody knows at this point that Ben Affleck is going to be the next Batman in the Superman I, movie coming out. I am pro Batfleck. Yes, you're pro Batfleck. I was from day one. And I'm, I'm at first I was kind of like no, and now I'm a wait and see kind of guy. Yeah. So I've kind of changed my tune a little You've bit. Warmed up a little. Warmed up a little, up a little bit because you know I'm just like, I, you know I, I agree with everybody. What they state is the fact is is that it, uh, it's not Shakespeare, and it's more being Bruce Wayne than being right. Batman because anybody can really put a cow on and yeah, be Batman. punch somebody in the face. Right. Like, I'm a Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just punch justice in the face. So <laughs> you mean evil. <laughs> No, I just punched justice in the face because when people leave this theater, I feel really raped and robbed and bugged. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't see where we go with that, but okay. There's no justice in Batman movies. (laughs) Everyone walks out all pissed off for some reason or another. With the exception of Heath Ledger, everyone loved him. I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, he was awesome and all, but I'm Batman. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to Captain America. Okay. Okay. So, big shocker, Bucky is Winter Soldier. Right. No surprise to you and I. Yes. Now, Ed and I, because we're geeks, yeah. we saw Captain America, the first Avenger, before we went to go see the Winter Soldier. Yes. So, on the way up, I had a prediction, and so did Ed. Yes. Okay, now, my prediction, and we both came true. Yes. We were very, like, our geek cred was very, like, yeah. I, think, I think our chest was puffed walking out going, I Fucking knew it. Yes. <laughs> okay, here's the shockers, folks. For those people who haven't seen it or have seen it, um, I predicted Robert Redford being a bad guy. Yes. I was kind of surprised to hear him say that, and I'm like, I don't know. Robert Redford's always a good guy he's and everything. An, he's they, an icon. He's, yes. He, I mean, okay, granted, there's kids who are watching Captain America who have no clue who Robert Redford is. Yeah. I understand that. So I kind of put that into the mix of things, but I'm like, what better than have an iconic good guy be a bad guy? Mm. And in all theoretically speaking, he wasn't that much of a bad guy. Okay. I'm going to say he was, to me, he was a man who had a vision and who believed in that vision could come into fruition. Right. He was a man with convictions. Yes. And he wanted to see those convictions through and... Part of that was how do you control people is by putting fear in them to them mm-hmm. and telling them, I will help you through that fear. Mm-hmm. Not too not too dissimilar to how most governments are run anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So 
I can, I'm like, okay. And plus, he's an icon, super good guy, and through every movie I've ever yeah. seen him in, why not make him a bad guy? Because because no one would see that coming. Right. Exactly. I'm always looking. I'm always looking for that one-two punch of like, what? <laughs> now Ed, on the other hand, he predicted that the reason why Bucky Barnes was able to survive is because they were doing some testing on him. When Cap rescues Bucky, Bucky's tied to a chair. It looked like he was either being tortured or interrogated yeah. or stuff like that. Turns out he might have been experimented on. Right. No, in fact, I think, um, what's his name? Dr. Zoloff. Dr. Zoloff. <laughs> I'm on Zoloff to kill him. Stop killing all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, every time I hear that name, I just think, I'm on the Zoloff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to kill you now. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, all right, I, I, you know. And then also too, how he was able to live for so long that whenever he's not on a mission, they cryogenically freeze him. Yes. So that gives him a longer lifespan. Plus, with the any kind of augmentation that any kind of super their version of super soldier gave him. Mm-hmm. Plus, also the electric shock therapy they give him too, which I gotta see was pretty close to how it was handled in the comic books. Yeah. For those people who know Bucky's history. Yes. Like the electroshock therapy, the being frozen when he's not on missions, which is the reason why he's a clandestine guy. Right. I mean, they, I think they did that part of the, the movie perfectly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, was, that was just, that was great because it was, wasn't a major plot point, but it was subtle enough that you go, yeah, you know what? Yeah. And, I mean, if you, and if you didn't know the history, it's very believable. It's, it's plausible because well, right. especially with the fact that you know that Captain America was def- was fallen out. Right. So it's like, all right, you know, I'm good with that. Yes. I also like, too, how, I mean, with the first Captain America, how it's stuck in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Gave you the rich history of Captain America, but in really it's a giant flashback. Right. That whole movie is a giant flashback from when they first find him as a giant ice cube in the beginning of the movie. Tori wakes up in um, New know, York, yeah. New York, and then modern day, mm-hmm. everything was a flashback. Right. So I'm like, all right, Avengers obviously would be the probably the first mission that he's on since you know since he's been since fall. he's been back since yeah. he's been melted. Yeah. And then this would probably be more like it's not really you can kind of tell a couple years have passed mm-hmm. because they talk about the attack in New York, which was two three years ago maybe. Uh yes, it was uh, 2000 and. Uh, 12, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Oh, see, this is where we need Erica. Google! <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, you know, kudos to you, Ed, for pick, for pointing that thank out. Thank you. Thank you. Kudos to you for the uh, Robert Redford, because I did not see that. <laughs> <at all. laughs> That's too many years of watching movies. Yeah. Um, plus, also, I think, too, like, I had that feeling about him from the trailers, mm-hmm. especially when he says some stuff like, you know, sometimes in order to rebuild, you have to tear the old, you know, logs down. Yeah. And I'm like, Bad guy. <laughs> Key phrase. Also, if you weren't really sure when he, when, like that moment where Black Widow says, well, what, what was, uh, you know, Fury doing it in your house, right, your place, right. then when Robert Redford follows up with you, you go, oh, now you know the shit's on. Yeah. Like that to me was the big clue of going, he's a bad guy. Right. You know? Well, the, the, <clears throat> to me was the big clue was when he was having the conversation with Captain America. He calls Captain America after Nick Fury dies. Right. And call, calls him in and he says, what was he doing in your apartment? He was telling a story about Nick Fury. He was giving different different scenarios, like how they when they first met, he, right? He, well, he was and of, you know how he how he did a rogue mission on foreign soil without permission of the government, right? To save people, you're making it. He's making he's painting a picture of Fury being a possible scapegoat for this scenario, right? But 
people who know comic books can know very well that Fury's the kind of guy that would do that anyway. Yeah. He is the kind of guy that would go, fuck you, fuck, you know, the mission's what matters, or... The people, the, yeah, saving you know, lives, yes. Saving lives, saving lives is what matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, okay, now, I also touched on, I don't think we didn't touch on um, Zoloff being a computer. Right. I thought that was pure genius. I did not see that coming in the, the movie. No, that was a total surprise to me. You know, they were saying, like, 1972, he had, of course, in the, before that he had the a... The pillating disease that was going to kill him, but his brain was going to live on. So he designed this supercomputer to import his basically the essence into basically him. the Marvel version of that new movie Transcendence. Yes, that's coming out. I'm like, wait a second, Johnny Depp's movie's ripping that off. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel beat him to the punch. That's right. I mean, well, they kind of beat him to the punch back in the '70s too, or in the '80s. I don't know exactly because that actually did happen to the character, mm-hmm. from my knowledge. I'm not sure. That's I'm not sure on like, that. Like I remember either. the video game. Remember the video game Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. You had Zolov's head on all these robot bodies. Yeah. You know, fighting Captain America, and I'm like, mm. I, I'm like, when I saw the big supercomputer, I'm like, oh my god, that's like the video game. <laughs> like I almost felt like I'm glad I played the video game because it was kind of bridging the gap between you know Captain America and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. I'm yep. like, that was awesome. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google what was the, what was his name? Zolov, Doctor Zolov. Doctor Zolov. Okay. Let's see what I have. Armin Zola. Zola, by the way, not Zoloff. Oh. <laughs> but that's all right. I but know was that there. The first picture they there. have is his head in a robot body. See, look at that. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, so I'm like, Captain America 208, April 1977, created by Jack Kirby. Genius intellect, telepathic control of genetic cre- creations. Um. Fictional character biography. Let's go. Armin Zola was a Swiss biochemist during World War II who became one of the first human genetic engineers in history after finding papers and equipment used by the offshoot race of humanity, the Deviants. I was called that once. (laughs) He finds his ready home among the Nazi party who sees his actions as an ability to ensure the existence of the master race. (laughs) Uh, One of his first accomplishments is the creation of a brain pattern imprinting device which allows this person's mental essence to be projected into a co- uh, colon the brain. Zola uses this machine on Adolf Hitler creating the hate monger. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Red Skull also financed some of Zola's experiments allowing him to produce such creations as Primus, <laughs> the band, <laughs> Doughboy, <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a German Nazi. <laughs> white power. <laughs> white powder. <laughs> and man fish in the jungles of Central America. During one such experiment, Zola collected humans from the rubble of the New York of New York City after the devastation caused by the being known as Onslaught. Uh, Zola endowed a, t- endowed a teenager with superpowers. That sounds so dirty. <laughs> Creating the hero known as Jolt who brought the Thunderbolts to stop him. Huh. Uh, let's see, a copy of Zoloff, who has been impersonating Professor Walsh, who was also Brian Braddock's mentor, dies in Megan's hands. During the X-Men's Endangered Species storyline, Zola was among the nine supervillain geniuses recruited by Beast to help him reverse the eff- uh, effects of decimation. Uh, in the aftermath of the superhuman civil war, Zola joins the Red... This is probably a, as up-to-date as probably mm, you get. Yeah. 
Um, the Red Skull and his newest attempt to kill Captain America, which succeeds. Uh-huh. Oh, a, that could be a spoiler for Captain America 3, by the way. Yes. We'll get to that. It is. Um, especially with the introduction of Sharon. Yes. Uh, let's see. Zola attempts to reverse engineer a mysterious device given, given to him by Dr. Doom, as well as craft a device that will separate the Skull's consciousness from the mind of Eskander Lukin, which was a result of misuse of the Cosmic Cube. Now, okay. For those people who aren't noticing, the Cosmic Cube is basically the Tesseract Cube from Captain America and from the Avengers. Right. So I never put those two together. Didn't? No, I mean, I, I because I don't really Oh, you mean the Cosmic Cube versus the Cosmic Tesseract. Cube and oh, the Tesseract, okay. because I, I'm, I don't read Captain America enough to know about the Cosmic Cube. Mm. So to me, it was just like, oh, it's a Tesseract. Comes from Thor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's used to fuel shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stuck in a computer somewhere, Zola is located by Norman Osborn. He informs Osborn, the current director of Hammer, that is the offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way. Yes. Oh. Yes. Did you, did you, uh, I, the light just went Oh, away. I wonder if they're going to bring Hammer into it, into the Marvel movies. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, that's going to be kind of tough because Spider-Man's still owned by Sony. Yeah. Well, no, but Hammer was in the Iron Man movie with... Uh, Oh yeah, with the with the um, with Hammer, yeah, yeah. what's his name? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Ooh. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> sidetrack. He informs Osborne, the current director of Hammer, that Captain America is locked in space and time on the date of his supposed death. Oh, okay. So that's how they brought Captain America back from the dead. When they killed him, he was locked between space and time. I guess using the cosmic cube. Yes. Uh, Doom's, Doom's machine was meant to bring him back for an unknown purpose, but because of Sharon, he has become stuck in time. Now, we'll get to Sharon in a little bit, yes. folks. Because uh, she was introduced in the movie, too. She was the neighbor, the nurse across the hall, who later at the very end winds up being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but then by the end of the movie, she joins the CIA. Yeah, you're right. So uh, he is, but because of Sharon, he has become unstuck in time, causing him to relive events of World War II. By the time Armin Zola has rebuilt the machine in Castle Doom, Sharon Carter was brought was brought to him so that he could transfer the Red Skull's mind into her body. Wow. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, all right. So there's there's a little history of uh, Admin Zola. Yes. For those people who didn't know, um, but like I said, he is you know th- that character has been in the comic book since the seventies. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to see him on the screen. Yeah. And he he provided a like. A lot of esp- um, ep- was espionage. Es- no, no, esp- um, what do they call that filler when you're watching a movie? Esp- exposition. Oh, exposition. Okay. Exposition. Couldn't think of the word. I'm dumb today. <laughs> he provided a lot of exposition from when Captain America, you know, sunk and froze yes. to the current day. Mm-hmm. By and and it painted this really rich picture of how, okay, big secret Hydra. Has taken over or has infiltrated Shield. Shield, right? They're kind of two sides of the same coin. Exactly. They both want the same idea. It's kind of like Magneto and Professor X. They both want mutants to be accepted in society. Mm-hmm. However, Professor X wants them to learn through acceptance and education, where Magneto wants to, you know, dominate dominate them and say we're superior. You will accept us because we're just better than you. Right. So, but in this case, Shield wants to do it through like you know. Being protected, you know, being protect, being the protectors of the world, mm-hmm. where Hydra wants to control the world. Exactly. So, again, big secret. 
Hydra has infiltrated the shield, and there's a bunch of shield and um, bunch of how we call it Hydra agents agents throughout all of Shield. Yes, which poses a lot of questions, folks, and we'll get to them too. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so obviously, Robert Redford's the leader of the bad guys. Yes, yeah, because he used Zola to help him plan. You know, I guess his rise to power almost. Mm-hmm. As well as he knows, because a big scene too, Robert Redford is, is sitting in a, you know, he's home and there's a winter soldier sitting at his kitchen table just right. staring at him, like glaring at him <laughs> with his Bane mask. Now, at first, when I first saw that, I thought that Winter Soldier was going to kill Robert Redford's character. Oh, really? Yes. Like, that's to me was the, like, if you weren't sure, right. you knew then. Right. Because, but the thing is, like I said, when we first meet Captain America and. Robert Redford's character, you kind of got that, like, he could be a bad guy, but yet he could be just looking for the truth, and he's just going to find the way to do it to, you know, to get that information. Right. You're either with me or against me. me. If you're not going to tell me why he was there, then you must be against me, so I'm going to have to capture you and torture you to get the information. Right. Which makes sense. So you, you kind of think, but when... When he was going in, he go, goes to get a glass of milk and, you know, thing. he turns around and there he is. He's like, holy smokes. Like, he kind of had, like, that shocked look because he was surprised because he didn't see him. Right. And by the way, um, Robert Redford's character is Alexander Pierce. Pierce, right. Yeah. Sorry. I just went to throw it in before people go, his name was Pierce. <laughs> I'm sure they were yelling at the first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you guys can settle down. <laughs> so... When when that happened, that was kind of like to me that sealed the deal because they were had then had a conversation, and then of course her his housekeeper came back in because she was leaving, and she forgot her phone, and of course he had to kill her too. Right, he's like, I wish I wish you wouldn't have done that. So uh, I mean, there was a couple little good nuggets in there that would, uh, if you want to uh, just jump around a little bit, and the fact is is that there was a, a, a on. Of course, the as oh, by the way, um, oh. Lieutenant Alexander Goodwin Pierce, mm-hmm. who has been first appearance was in Nick Fury versus Shield number three, August 1988. Oh, okay, 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 that's why the name sounds familiar. I have, yes. I have that series. He was born in Long Island, New York. He majors at Shield Academy in uh, civilian surveillance and serves in the accounting department before becoming a sleeper agent working in decoding dispatches from Hydra. Hmm. So, even back. In 1988, so now this is where my lack of uh, Captain American knowledge, mm. even though I knew because of movie, my movie history, I knew Robert Hart was going to be a bad guy. If I would have recognized the name, it would have been so much more clearer to me. Yes. Like I was like, oh, if he's playing Pierce, I know Pierce is a bad guy. Right. You know, so, all right. So go on. So uh, like I said, there was a couple of good nuggets in there. Uh, the first one being that, of course, Nick Fury does not die. I mean, he, he Dies in the movie to show that like they they've succeeded. Oh yeah, there's you know, that the, whole the whole like uh, they kill they kill air quotes. Yeah, you think Fury's dead, right? Now, did you buy it? No, neither did I. I mean, <laughs> not, you know what? Not not for a second. Not for a second. I mean, it, it, at first when he when when the when the uh, they were doing surgery on him and the the line went flat, you were like, no. And then I'm like, wait, it's a Marvel movie. He's, he's <laughs> my first instinct was life model decoy. Really? Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be they were going to introduce the life model decoys because they mentioned Stark a lot in that movie. Yes. So why wouldn't it, why wouldn't Stark be able to create a life, life model, model decoy, decoy at some point? Which I think probably is going to tie in because we can now talk about Avengers two with this knowledge. Mm-hmm. 
how it's going to tie into Avengers 2. Right. All right. We'll get to that again later. Ooh. So that with that going on, and then, of course, he comes back and, you know, saves it to help save the day, yeah. you know, with the rest of his team. The the tombstone at the the end, which oh. you which you explained to me, and I saw again, and I like when I saw it, I laughed because I, I got it. I had a I okay, go ahead. I actually read an article about that particular joke. Okay, okay. The joke is for those people who have seen it. It's Nick, Nicholas Fury, the path of the righteous man, Ezekiel, whatever the quote is. Right. Everyone knows that Samuel L. Jackson played Jules. In Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction, and he does that great. The path of the righteous man is beset upon all things. And you know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Yes. And then, well, in the article that I read is that they were trying to think of, because it's, it's CGI tombstone, I mean, at least the words and stuff mm. like that. They couldn't think of, like, what would sum up, like, the director or the writer didn't know what to put under... His name. his name, right. and then it was one of the, like the somebody I think in special effects put it in as a goof, kind of like like hey, why not this? <laughs> and they were like, "That's pretty good," but it also kind of fits Fury's character in a way. Yeah, yeah, it does. So it was like it was kind of like one of those like perfect moments. But if you didn't see Pulp Fiction, no one laughed. You just thought it was a regular tombstone. I giggled like a schoolgirl. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> And I, of course, completely missed it the first time. Right. Out. So I was like, and then he told me afterwards. I was like, ah. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. That's a good little nugget. So, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, the tombstone. And then, um, okay, well, what else? Were there any other spoilers before? Okay, well, you figure out. Well, there was another spoiler, too, where, and not really a spoiler, but, you know, after they capture um, Black Widow, Cap, and Falcon, mm-hmm. um, they're being transported. Yes. And uh, Hill is... Next to him and basically breaks him free. She's yes, all she's, dressed as a, she's dressed as one of the guards to to, to blend <clears throat> in, and and there's two guards in the thing. Of course, she knocks out the one, and then they escape. They escape. I was waiting for a your little shirt for a stormtrooper moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, which is good because I also read another article too. Now, <laughs> since How I Met Your Mother is now over, yeah, uh, Colby Smothers, Smolders, who plays Maria Hill, she's right. Aunt Robin in um, How I Met Your Mother. She's now free to do Hill for Agents of Shield. Ah, now how that's going to affect the show because of what her what her fate is at the end of the movie? Yes, you know, I don't know. She might pop up every once in a while, but not at, maybe not as director Hill. Not Hill, because mm-hmm. I know at, at least after Civil War in the comic book, she became a director of Shield for a while, mm-hmm. along with Iron Man. Yes, you know, but. With how things the movie ended, you're not really sure. Um, okay, so basically, they find out Hydra's captured, you know, infiltrated Shield. Right. They're using the, the new um, helicarriers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be linked to a Hydra satellite, and they're going to weed out and weed out by mean kill right. the people that are proposed or potential threats to Hydra. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's up to Captain America and the gang to, you know, stop that plan. Yes. And I'm not going to bring up the obvious fact that there's three of them, three of the ships. Yeah. And then there's Falcon, Captain America, and Black Widow. I'm not going to go like how the irony of that works. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh darn, it couldn't just been one or two. No, it's got to be three. Why? Because we've got three superheroes in it. Yes. Um, So, 
Uh, let's go into like other things. I know we talked about Falcon. Yeah. I love the character. Now, seeing it a second time, did you kind of feel any different? Did you like him more since you knew what, where it was going to go? Well, the thing is, is that like you, you've got to figure out when Falcon was around. It was around the 70s, early uh-huh. 80s. Kind and of that goofy red and white right. suit where he had <laughs> – they, they cut off the head – well, the head of the mask. Yeah. To make room for his fro. Yes. <laughs> so they could, yeah. <laughs> so they could fit his hairstyle and this ah, mask. Don't flatten the fro, bro. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just sitting there picking at it. <laughs> don't play on my fro. Yeah. So it was a it was a different character from the one in the seventies and eighties, but it was still a good character. It was I thought it was better than the comic book. Yeah. I, I only because I like again, he's not riding around in the, in the red, white feathery costume right i mean well they gave they gave him a nice modern take of him yeah it was was more of a jet pack with wings kind of thing versus the whole wings under the arms a la the vulture yeah which now that i think about it i'm gonna have to re-watch the spider-man trailer where they walk past um, doc ox arms and the vulture's wings (laughs) like i'm wondering if it's the same technology like i'm like I think they're okay. I know Sony owns Spider Man, and mm. they're gonna probably own it. They obviously made a plan for six movies and two spinoff movies yeah. already, so they pretty much want to own it. But I, I'm still on the like. If Sony would just get together with Marvel and go, look, there's enough money here for everybody. Right. Why don't we cohesively start to like acknowledge that everything? We don't have to have Spider Man walk in the you know the Avengers as cool as that would be. Right. But let's admit that. He's in New York. The Avengers are in New York. Everybody's in New York. It's quite possible to see the Oscorp building in New York skyline if we're watching the Avengers. Right. Because they were supposed to have Stark Tower in Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But because of production, timing and production, That's they right. couldn't put it into the film. But it was planned. Yes. You know, and everyone knows that Fox is trying to you know incorporate the Fantastic Four into the X-Men mm-hmm. or vice versa at some point because they're relaunching the Fantastic Four. But I, I think that if they just kind of, if all the heads just kind of go, look, Marvel movies are pretty badass at this moment. Let's all try to work together and try to come out with some sort of like, we can all win. Let's all get along. Like, yeah, like maybe Sony should stop worrying about trying to be the number one movie if the same movie it's coming out. Like, they seem to do it well enough production-wise as far as, like, okay, April, we have Captain America. Beginning of May, we have Spider-Man. End of May, we have X-Men. Mm-hmm. And not until August, we get Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Which is kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the Marvel movies, <laughs> I think. Because it's not really, it's going to be incorporated into the universe. I can't wait to see how. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You know, especially if the stuff that happens in Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to help uh, the Avengers movie. Yes. So... It's gonna be interesting to see how they do this because yes. it sounds like it looks like a fun ride. It's basically, oh, yeah. and then I can't wait to see Ant Man because that's gonna get incorporated somehow too. Yeah, but at the end of Captain America, um, Shield's dismantled. Yes, I mean there's no way about it. Um, you know, my favorite part is now. Okay, I gotta ask you this: There's a scene for people who have watched all the Marvel movies in Cap in uh, Iron Man Two. Starts off with Tony Stark in front of a council. Mm-hmm. And the senator from Pennsylvania, played by Gary Shandling, yeah. is really going at Stark. Yeah. Really hates him kind yeah. of thing. 
Well, it comes out America in the Winter Soldier. He's a Hydra agent. Agent, Right. I was shocked as shit. That surprised me. I was like, that was a nice surprise. That to me was like a brilliant writing moment where you kind of even solidified more of the universe. Yeah. By making like, okay, we know what this guy's not just a dick. The reason why he's a dick is because he's Hydra. Yeah. Like I'm like, all right. Yeah. It was was like when as soon as you saw him come out, you were like, holy smokes. Carrie Shandling's in another Marvel movie yeah. playing the same character. And, and he's with the guy who got tossed off the roof. Yeah. So you go, okay, well maybe he's just making a cameo. Then he leads in and whispers, Hell Hydra. Yes. Which has skyrocketed into this whole um, Facebook meme underground joke that you find funny if you saw the movie, but are completely conf- or, or find it funny even if you didn't see the movie because it's like, okay, my favorite one is the Burt and Ernie where Ernie's leaning in the Burt and you see just hear hashtag Hydra. And Burt's got this like shocked look on his face. <laughs> then I saw they did it with uh, the My Little Ponies. <laughs> like any picture of someone leaning into another person. Like I have the alien, what do you call it? The alien three where she's like looking away all scared and yeah. the alien's breathing down her neck. It's just Hydra. <laughs> 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 they are so funny to me because I'm just like, I get it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I saw the movie. I get it. It's so funny and so smart, smartly done. Yes. But there are some people out there who didn't see the movie and don't get it, but still find it somewhat humorous because they're geeks and they know who Hydra is, mm-hmm. but they don't know that particular scene. Like one of the cosplay girls that I follow, not Ivy Dukey, but um. I just forget her name. I can never pronounce her name correctly. She does. She's kind of a local girl, actually. Uh-huh. She was posting a bunch, and one guy's like, I don't, I don't find the humor in it. And she's like, well, A, you either A, didn't see the movie, B, missed that part in the movie, or C, just don't find the same things funny as I do. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, well, it's probably three, uh, A and B, because I, I didn't you know, I didn't see the movie yet. And everyone's like, oh, dude, you got to see the movie. Like, And that's where like I even posted the Burnt Nerdy one, which everyone loved. Yeah. And then, you know, like, there's... The My Little Ponies are hysterical. Like any, like any time you see someone hugging somebody else, yeah. just put Hal Hydra underneath it. Instant joke. <laughs> I was I was looking for like a Han Chewy one. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of just like I'm like I might actually start making my own. Because <laughs> it, it, but like when it happened in the movie, I, okay, that was one of the movies, one of the moments where I probably would, I think I audibly gasped, but not like oh. <gasps> But it was more like, holy shit yeah. moment. Like, get out of here. Gary Shandling's a Hydra? That's fucking badass. <laughs> I was like, and it ties perfectly in with the Iron Man universe. Yes. I mean, okay, now granted, they did make a lot of Iron Man jokes mm-hmm. in this movie. Like when Robert Redford was telling Fury before you found out he was a bad guy, that he wanted Iron, you know, to do something for him to get this um, this bill passed. You got to have Iron Man show up, my granddaughter's, you know, birthday party Friday, right. and not a flyby you know meet and greet kind of thing yeah. you're like okay it's gotta and mingle then, and then the new propulsion units of the um the helicarriers have the propulsion unit that helps iron man fly yeah and they're like well, why'd you do that well repulsor technology repulsor technologies because after tony stark got a good look at it he had some ideas and that goes back to the avengers when he's holding on to the thing from falling yeah and i'm like okay nice they, like they tie in a bunch of nice references to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Not so much Thor, though. No. There wasn't, like, I don't know why. But here's, okay, this is one thing I loved. <laughs> There's a scene. I mean, those people who are listening to it going, yeah, I know the scene. Where Captain America, uh, Black Widow, who, so good. 
Yeah. I am so ready for her own movie. Because, <laughs> first of all, I love watching her, but she seemed to really nail that character. Like, yeah. she really made it her own. Yeah. But where she tosses that guy off the roof, and Falcon pops up, and then he starts squealing like a little pig. Yeah. And he mentions, like, Tony Stark, and he mentions Stephen Strange. Yeah. I You, you gasped. I you, giggled. You, I was you, like, oh. Yeah. I heard it. I heard it when we were sitting in the theater. He's like, oh. I'm like, Stephen I Strange. Sque- I squealed like a schoolgirl. I was like, squeal. <laughs> I can't believe we got excited about that. But all right. I, okay. Well, we discussed it because we're on air. Yeah. You know? I, I, I'm not a Doctor Strange fan, mm-hmm. but I love what introducing Doctor Strange into the Marvel movies can represent for a wider scale. Right. I mean, again... For Thor, they didn't want to offend anybody because Thor is the god of thunder. Norse mythology, he's technically a god. Mm-hmm. But they kind of they kind of glance over for the edge. Go, no, 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 we're not gods. We're just highly advanced. So everything you think is magic, we call science. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. You're like, all right, way to dumb it down for the norms. You know? <laughs> <laughs> for you normies. Yeah, so if you muggles out there, you get to know, okay, well, it's not magic. It's science. <laughs> But introducing Doctor Strange, I think, can open up that magic if they do it in an intelligent way. Yeah. Or, you know what, maybe if they want to keep into the whole, it's science, maybe Doctor Strange is, is a, on a higher level of a scientist than the other people. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to make him a magician. Like, you know, like a old mystic. Yeah. Oh. And you'll probably see him, like, doing the old, I'm reading your cards. I'm a, oh, like, oh. You know, like being the <laughs> is fake. Is your card? <laughs> like being the fake psychic. But then in reality, he's like, oh, look at me. I can interdimensional time warp. <laughs> is this your card? <laughs> is this your card? <laughs> no. Son of a bitch. But I mean, you think about it, if they're going to introduce aliens, I mean, they obviously introduced aliens in Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they technically introduced aliens in Thor. I mean, like, well, here, here, here's a question. What's too far for them? I mean, at this point, I mean, like to me, magic, Dr. Strange and magic makes sense. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, bring them along. Like, come on in. You know, like, like join the fold. In August, we're going to have a gun-toting raccoon on the shoulders of a walking tree. Tree. Yeah. And you go with it. Yeah. So why not bring magic into it? Right. Like, what's the point? Why why hold off? Right. Like, I think that's the problem with the DC universe is that they're they're, they're trying too hard. Okay, yeah, with Man of Steel, okay, he's an alien. But other than that, like, how are they going to explain Wonder Woman? You know, like, I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they did Green Lantern again, Alien, but they haven't really, like, embraced it mm-hmm. as part of the universe. It's always been kind of, like, standalone stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that if you bring Guardians of the Galaxy in, okay, yeah, it opens up for more aliens and more crazy shit. Like, who knows? Maybe you'll find the Avengers going off, off-world. Yeah. You know? It could happen. It could happen. Why not, after all these years, bring the Inhumans into it? They live on the moon. That's right. You know, Black Bolt and with uh, Lockjaw. Yeah. How would you? I would love to see Lockjaw on the big screen. <laughs> I just love that mutt. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I mean, sh- that, would, that would be. Uh, you know what? Today's, I mean, yeah, today's technology. They can in do today's it. technology, they can do it. And plus, because they're so big in the Fantastic Four, you can kind of like get around it by like Marvel puts a stamp on it right now. You know, Fox can get fucked out of them. Yeah. Because I don't think Fox is thinking Marvel Universe. I think they're going to go with, well, we have X Men and we have Fantastic Four. So let's create our own little mini universe. Right. Between those two. 
Sony doesn't have anybody but Spider-Man, so I think they're going to try to open up as much of Spider-Man as they can and get as many movies as they can out of that, mm. which is not bad being a Spider-Man fan. But there's, you know, I would love to see, I would love to see Spider-Man and Iron Man together. I would love to see Spider-Man and Johnny Storm together because the two of them are best friends in the comic books, like mm. best, best buddies. You know? Yeah. I would love to see that. But we're not because each, you know, they're it's, greedy. Right. Oh, uh, who's ours? Like again, you make a million, a billion bucks. Like that's like, okay, we know Captain America three is going to be opening the same day as Man of Steel two. Yes. Um, what do you th- like? Okay, the big question is, which one do you think is going to do better? What do I think is going to do better? Like, like opening weekend. Believe it or not, I'm going to say it's going to be Man of Steel. I, I got to be honest, I totally agree because everybody's going to see more of Ben Affleck being Batman. Than yeah. a third time around with Captain America. Yeah, and or second. fourth time actually, if you think about it, because he's going to be Avengers two. Well, fifth if you count uh, Avengers one. You're right. So you'll see five movies with Captain America in it before you see a Batman Superman movie. Yeah. So, so I, and I do kind of agree. Like regardless of what you think of Ben Affleck, regardless of what you thought of Man of Steel, this is going to be the movie. It's the I told you so movie of the of the decade, if not the century. Right. Where. I'm pro Affleck. You're eh, Affleck. Yeah, You're not a Man of Steel fan. I'm a. I was like, yeah, Man of Steel. I was, I was a man. I was a. I was a Superman fan until but, Man of Steel. Right. So now I'm like, this is going to be the movie where you walk out and go, see, I told you, man, it wasn't fucking awesome. <laughs> and if it sucks, you're going to be like, see, I told you, it fucking sucked, didn't you? <laughs> like that's that's the movie you want to go to. That movie is like the geeks' nirvana. Yeah. Like I can't if you you cannot consider yourself a comic book person a geek person, a movie person, if you want to slam that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't want to go to that movie, then you're a fool. Right. If you're going to sit there, you're going to be that one guy or that one girl that's sitting there with their arms crossed going, nope, I'm not going to see it. You know, because I think Ben Affleck sucks. Or I didn't like Man of Steel. You know what? Then you're, then you're not... He's horrible in Daredevil. Yeah, he sucked in Daredevil, so therefore he sucks in all everything. I, I'm like... I just feel like, you know what? You're a fucking idiot because... Everyone else in the world is going to go see that movie. Right. Especially if it's going to be touted as... The moment you see a trailer for that movie, and if you see Batman take a swing at Superman, all fucking bets are off. Right. You're going to go see that movie because Batman is going to at least punch Superman at least once in that movie. <laughs> you know? At least try to punch him. It doesn't matter. Him. He takes a swing, and that's all that matters. That's right. That's all any geek wants to see is Batman and Superman swinging at each other. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's not going to be in the trailer. You, they're going to no, you no. They're going to make you wait till you, you oh, pay your money. No, 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 no. They're going to they're going to they're going to tease you. They're going to tease you. It's going to be the very end of the trailer. They'll be like that, like um, like that. Do, 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 do. And you'll see all these flashes of like Batman and like Superman and maybe Lex Luthor. It'll be pretty much like him in the in the punch. Pose. It'll be like how they ended Rocky two. <laughs> or I'm sorry, how they ended Rocky three. We had Apollo and um, Rocky taking the swing and yeah. it fades to black. That's how the trial is going to be. You're going to see like Superman and Batman like running at each other and then fade to black. Black, right. You know, Iron Man or Iron Man, (laughs) Superman 2, Man of Steel 2, Batman versus Superman, Superman versus Batman. Whatever. Whatever. Maybe Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) They finally figure it out. They'll tell us. Yeah, they'll tell us. They'll they'll figure out a name. I mean, with that movie, they're talking about like, is this going to be the backdoor secret of backdoor Avengers JLA movie? Hey. But I read an article where David Goyer, the guy who wrote Man of Steel and wrote almost the most, almost everything DC has ever put out, he's yeah. written it. 
He even said it would be great, and they talk about it. He said, but I don't even think we're even near, we're near having a universe put together. Wow. And I'm just like, and, and again, people are going, well, Marvel can do it. And he's like, yeah, Marvel has done it, and is doing it, and, and is doing it great. But Warner Brothers is afraid of that. They're afraid to take those chances. They're afraid to take those risks. You know, it's like because I think it's because they don't want to model themselves after Marvel. My thing is, Marvel's being successful at it. Why not follow that pattern to help you be successful at it? Right. You know, I mean. Yeah, because it's a completely different universe. It's completely different characters. It's based on unreality that, you know, you can really do anything in and, 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 and. not think of well, how they pay for that costume, or how did he get this? You know, blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, kind of like because because it's the it's DC and DC's like a fantasy world, and you you just go, I'm buying it because well, it's Batman, it's Superman, it's well. See, like I always put it, I, I always put it this way to be educational about it. Look at me going to drop some knowledge. I always felt like the DC universe relied heavily on Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Zeus, you had Hades, you have Hera, you know. I mean, okay, granted, Wonder Woman is based out of Greek mythology. Mm. But if you look at all their, like, no one can argue the fact that Aquaman is close to Poseidon. Right. Flash is close to Hermes. Mm-hmm. Superman could almost be Zeus-like, but maybe he's more Hercules. Mm-hmm. Batman is definitely because of the whole underground, underworld darkness. He's Hades. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, not yet. It's Hades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You right. know. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely, like, you know, similarities between Greek mythology and, and DC. If you're smart, I'm sure there's a, probably a college course going, yeah, this is how it all fits together. I think Marvel succeeded in taking the everyday man and putting him in a fucked up situation right. where he becomes a hero. Like, oh, I got bit by a radioactive spider. No, I'm Spider-Man. I got hit with gamer radiation. Um, look, I'm the Hulk because I got yeah. really, really mad. Uh, we're born this way. Like, (laughs) you know, it it, it left itself open to kind of like you didn't have to think too much about it. It was like, I was born this way. That's why I have these powers. Okay. Like, there's no one to question that because you've you've established this is how it is. Mm -hmm. I think the DC universe is still trying to figure out how can we dumb this down for everybody else? Right. Where I think Marvel's kind of doing this. You know what? They'll catch up. Like, (laughs) you know. They get it. And they get it. We don't have to like like for as good as the Marvel movies have been, you don't need as much as the history is great, you don't really need it to really enjoy these movies. Right. Like I don't I mean, granted yet, you know, like I think that's where I personally think that your love of Superman hurt your enjoyment of Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I was thoroughly entertained and thoroughly enjoyed the movie because it was not close to Superman that I know him that I grew up with. Right. The Boy Scout, like, gosh, golly gee, if I put these glasses on, no one's gonna know I'm Superman. Right. You know? They still did that. Sure they did, but everybody knows, like I think the people that are close to him already know he's Superman. Like Lois Lane already knows he's Superman. Yeah. So it doesn't you don't have to you don't dumb down her character by making her that obtuse, you know, intrepid reporter who's all, you know, grit and you know, balls and stuff like that, and then Kent knows the guy next to him is wearing glasses and going, well, if you take those glasses off, you look like Superman. Yeah. Like, you really hurt her character by doing that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, with Captain America, I thought they just they just did it really well. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anything in the movies that you'd like to see changed or different? 
What in in the yeah. Mar- in Marvel or just Captain America? Or or? Captain America, or just in the Marvel in general. I mean, like we're obviously it's a Captain America episode, so I would try to keep it. Um, We've already wandered into DC Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the thing with, with with Captain America is the fact is is that with with what they've done, it's pretty close to what the history is. So it's pretty almost spot on as best you can for a two hour movie, you know, kind of right. thing. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just that you know you you the. the the only thing I could say is, is that like, like there's certain characters I didn't know, like the CIA agent Sharon. Sharon. Okay, I can tell you about Sharon. Right. I, I, this is where I kind of hopped on, like after after the whole "fuck you, I'm not following a clone" like you know um, episode of Spider-Man. Years later, when they started doing the Civil War, mm-hmm. you know, for those people who don't read the comic books, I highly recommend picking up the Civil War graphic novel. You know. Because basically what it comes down to, and I think if they incorporate this into the movies, it would be pretty badass. Mm. Government's tired of superheroes bullshit. Right. And they say, you know what? We want you guys to start registering yourself. That means, you know, Spider-Man will acknowledge you as a superhero, but we want to know your real name. We want to know your associates. Basically, they want to kind of, you know, keep an eye on them. Mm -hmm. And it's designed for for your protection, quote, unquote. Now, Cap is totally against the idea because he's like, you're, you're infringing on people's freedoms. If he wants to be a superhero, let him be a superhero. Like you, why do you need to know daredevils, you know, who, who Matt Murdock voted for in this year's election? Right. Like you don't need to know who Matt Murdock, you don't need to know who daredevil is because he's doing good for the the city. Mm -hmm. You know, Iron Man on the other hand is completely supportive of this idea. You know, he wants, he's like, "I, I agree with the government on this one so we can protect these people. Like, Let's say shit's going down and Pete's fighting it. We can grab Mary Jane and grab Aunt May. We can scoop them up and put them in a safe house. Mm-hmm. So that way Pete can not worry about not them. Worry, not worry about har- He could do his job. Right. Where Cap's like, that's the risk they take for being. So that's, that's the risk you take when put on a uniform. You don't, you don't do that with police officers. You don't do that with firemen. Mm-hmm. You don't do that with government officials. Why do you need to do it with superheroes? It's a way of control and contain them. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens is, you know, Sooner or later, someone punches somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Things come to blow. Yeah, well, you know. And the superhero superhero universe is divided in half. Right. And then, you know, you have the Iron Man sanction, which is, you know, Reed Richards and a bunch of people. And then, you know, Spider-Man's on that side. And on Captain America's side, you've got some other people. And what I liked about the storyline, too, is the mutants went, fuck you, you're on your own. Yeah. We have enough shit. Like. You want us to support one of you guys when you guys never really come to our health. Like, yeah. screw you guys. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the gate hit you. Now, the there is this one badass scene in Civil War, the comic, which I thought they were going to do in the Captain America Winter Soldier movie is when he goes after the helicarrier, like the, the jet. Mm-hmm. Well, in Captain Amer- in the Civil War thing, Cap jumps out of the Triskelion, the name of the building, mm-hmm. you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s. Building headquarters, yeah, yeah. Headquarters jumps out, lands on a um, a jet, and basically slams his shield right through the hood, or like right through the windshield of the thing, and holds on, and says, "Son, please, you know, drop, you know, just just keep flying, son. You don't want to endanger anybody, like that kind of thing." Right. But it looked so badass graphically when Cap goes after that, you know, jet. Yeah, I was like, oh, like that is a total superhero move. That is like that's fucking comic book. Gold right there. Yeah. I mean, when he, you know, like, he's on that Harley first. I love that Harley, by the way. <laughs> I was like, Captain America drives a Harley. He's a man. 
Like, <laughs> no crotch rocket for him. <laughs> you know, it's all American for Captain America. Ha <laughs> ha. But when he leaves, I mean, tosses that shield around. I, I liked how they used the mechanics of the shield now. Mm-hmm. It looked like he, like you got to see more of him throwing the shield and a lot more fighting than you did in the original. In the original one and also in the Avengers. You didn't really see, you saw him kind of defending himself and punching people left and right. Mm-hmm. But because it's a whole like ensemble cast. Right. It's a progression because that's like they, they did like in Star Wars. They had yeah. the, the lights here about Luke was really bad in the first one <coughs> and then he got better you know and then mm-hmm. by the third one he's a you know like a Jedi yeah. master so that that's the same thing with the shield they were giving a progression like he gets the shield so he knows how to use it somewhat protection in World War II Avengers of course he's been asleep all that time and then he's he snoozing yeah so then he of course then he gets better at it and now that he's been around for a few years he's been training and he gets an idea of how to use it and he uses right. it more I also like too when uh, Winter Soldier's firing upon him he crouches down into a ball behind that shield. Yeah. It's like you never really get to see that shield used as a defensive weapon mm-hmm. until now. Like you see him winging around like a frisbee, you go, dung, 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 okay. dung. You know, like, hey, I'm waiting for like the wall of flash tilt at some time, at some point. <laughs> you know? But for the most part, it's Triple like, score. Like, woo! <laughs> um, the only thing I didn't like, okay, the one criticism I do have about the movie is that the fight scenes were a little too close. I agree. Like, and, and a little too, like, I understand he's a superhero and he's supposed to be, you know, fast and all that, but when he's fighting um, the f- French guy. Yeah, the, oh, uh, I want to say. Balrog? I want to say Balrog, but I think that's the black boxer from. Uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, who's also in the comic book, not the black fighter from, you know, Street Fighter, but. The French. Uh, the French kickboxer. Yeah. He's in the comic books, too. Yeah. So that was kind of, and also too, I didn't know it until afterwards. Um, the guy who got burned up, um, he was oh, yeah. fighting Falcon. Yeah, that's Crossbones. Oh, yeah. And, okay. You know, because he had that. You know, I found out that he's Crossbones after, like, seeing the movie. Like, I thought he was just a generic bad guy. Right. That you need somebody to kind of fight I against. I thought Falcon. it was a little bit more just because they, they used him a lot more in a lot of you know different scenes. Right. Yeah. yeah but he, kept, they, he kept like surviving basically. Right. Battles. But it was kind of like his like. Maybe and they like one of the writers of the movie were like an origin story <laughs> for him because like you do they do say that you're probably gonna see him again. Right. So I was like, all right, now I don't know much about his character in the comic book, so I can't say like, well, does he have you know like what do they do to him? Like, does he wear a mask? Blah blah blah. Like, because obviously he's he's burned over most part of his body. Right. But uh, you know, I mean, I was like, all right, I'm still in. Okay. Kind of thing. Um. Well, you were going. You were talking about when you got Sharon. Sharon, yeah, because okay. we had the Civil War. Sharon, yes. Yeah. So, okay, well, the reason why I brought this up was because in the Civil War, everything's fine and done and dandy. Bing, bang, boom. Um, Cap gives up. Right. You know, he turns himself in because there's this whole big, giant, huge ass battle, and uh, you know, and Cap kind of looks around and he sees the carnage of superheroes that are knocked out. I mean, they killed off a couple of superheroes in this, this storyline. Mm. He looks around and he drops his shield and he gives up. And the reason why he says he gives up is because this isn't what we do. We don't fight amongst ourselves. We're supposed to be, you know, he, it's Cap. Nice. He's the Boy Scout, yeah. for, most, for lack of a better yeah. term. So they arrest him, and as he's walking out, I think the Supreme Court Yeah, the federal building, yeah. A shot rings out, and he gets shot. Now, you, Captain America dies. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, Steve Rogers is dead. Right. It made actually major news it, in the world. Yeah. It made huge news. And I actually have that comic book. So uh-huh. I, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, look at me. Uh, uh, uh. That's like, like <clears throat> when Superman died, everybody bought that comic. Yeah. <laughs> when or like Captain now, America died. Or like now that. Deadpool's getting married, so everyone's buying that, that one. Guy, yeah. Because you got fuck, he's getting married. I got to read this one. Yeah. You know, so, um, so like, okay, they kill off Captain America, and now here's the thing that maybe it's a spoiler, potential spoiler. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, Bucky, who has now regained kind of most of his memories that he realizes he's a good guy, takes up the mantle of Captain America to help find, because obviously we just found out that Red Skull and Ivo are part, not Ivo, whew, I threw an arrow character, <laughs> Woo. Zolov. Yeah. They work together. So Zola. He, Zola. Yeah. Zolov. <laughs> Can't you just like name your bad guys like Pete? <laughs> Pete Johnson here, bad guy. Harry Balls. Harry Balls. They're, I'm sorry, they're, they're Germans to so be Ivana. <laughs> Ivana Hug and Kiss. <laughs> you know? Huge ball sacks. <laughs> you know, give them some like normal names. Yeah. IP Freely. <laughs> Something we can relate to. Yeah. Hugh As. <laughs> no, Zola. <laughs> so, um, Bucky becomes a new Captain America. Yes, he's a replacement. He's a replacement until temporarily. But here's the thing: we find out that Sharon was brainwashed by Hydra to actually deliver the kill shot to Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. He might have been mortally wounded there, but she, when they took him back, he was still kind of breathing. She kind of finished the job. Yeah, you know, and she didn't know it at the time because she was, you know, brainwashed. brainwashed, and they erased those memories out of her. But she winds up being the person who killed Captain America, right? His longtime girlfriend, right? So, she's, so she and she's in the movie, and they, of course, they they lead to the fact that he's going to ask her out on a date to, yeah, have because, a relationship. because because you know Scarlet Black Widow is kind of egging him on, like you need to get a life, you know, mm-hmm. can't be defined by your job, be a person, right, right. Which which brings back to the fact that the speaking of relationships, Andrew Carter was in the movie, which I was a little bit surprised about. I, I kind of heard something, but I didn't. I don't. I didn't like to read too much into before Captain. Yeah, before we say oh, it. any many Marvel movie really, and any uh, DC movie too. She she plays, of course. She's very old. She lived her life out, and she's doing right. basically on her deathbed, I guess you could say, because she was in bed when and Captain America sitting next to her. Yeah, she, like she was her. like in the like the beginning stages of like dementia. But that was the thing, like because the first conversation she's talking to him, like you know, like they they've been like she's he's been visiting her off and on for a while. And then, of course, she coughs and he goes, gets a glass of water. And then, of course, she looks over and she goes, Steve, you're alive. Like, it's like a whole thing. Like, yeah. And it's like you realize, like, like she has Alzheimer's. It's like, yeah. Wow. Like, you know, but that was good that they added that little bit. Like, like here's they, the past. Yeah. They fleshed out his character really, really well. Like, I, I thought do a really nice job. Mm-hmm. You know, um, trying to think of any other sport. Okay. Well, Agent Hill, like, now with the dismantling the shield. You find it like, what's everyone going to do? Because what happens is, is one of the plots is obviously to overthrow everything. They decide no more secrets, mm-hmm. and they let all the information that Shield had or Hydra had out into the world. Yeah, the internet, the internet right. including you know Black Widow's all her aliases. Basically, she's because she's a super spy. Mm-hmm. Any anything, so she's now a marked target. Right. Any other secrets that Hydra may have had or Shield might have had are all out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shield's kind of dismantled, right? 
you know, so it kind of leaves Nick Fury to walk the earth like Kane, which is, you know, again, even funnier when you see his tombstone, the path of the righteous man. Yeah. He decides to become a homeless dude. <laughs> Actually, he's going over to Europe, which made people start like wondering, like, why is he going to Europe? Well, he was because he, he, he said there was he, there was word there was a Hydra base still in operations there, and that's why he was going over there. Right, but it also gave me maybe recruit other super like someone brought like well Captain Britain. Oh, yeah. like, I'm like eh, I don't know if, that, I don't that, know that, uh, I don't know if the world's ready for Captain Britain. <laughs> What's Captain Britain? Chick. Yeah. You know, is that a Fox character or is that a, a Disney? Like, do you really need like uh, it's like in, you know introducing Captain Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Canada. He just politely tells you to stop. Stop, eh? <laughs> hey, 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 stop. Would you mind cutting it down, man? <laughs> Don't be all boot running around shooting your guns. Have some Tims. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that leaves him to walk the earth as a homeless dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cap's got no job, right? Um, <laughs> what do you call it? Even Falcon, who just signed up, he's got no job, right? Black Widow's on the run, yeah. With again, no job. I mean, she probably can go back to you know Germany, Russia. Do her job. Well, the the the, the uh, I think I think for her, she's going to have to recreate her characters or aliases, start all over again. Which is perfect for a new movie. Yeah. I, I mean, they already said that she's going to be slated to have her own movie, which I'm super excited about. Two and hours of just Scarlett Johansson kicking ass. I'm in. <laughs> That's why I'm interested in seeing that new movie she's in called Lucy. See, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, she's got superpowers and she's kicking ass. Oh, all right, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> It's not. It's not that hard to watch. I, you know, it's she's easy to look at. I don't need a deep plot. Oh, okay, she's got some drug in her. And it's making her superhuman. So it's it's opening up her brain to work at a hundred percent capacity. Uh, yeah, I saw the movie. It was called Limitless. But all right, this gives her superpowers. Okay, I mean the female version. It's the female version with tight shirts and kick ass. So, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm in. Um, now uh, Hill, Robin. Yeah. Aunt Robin. Aunt Robin. She goes to Stark Industries uh, and applies for a job. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. I'm like, again, Tony Stark reference. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, all right, you know. Now, here's Aftermath. Mm-hmm. You have the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Now, this past, have you seen this past week's episode? Yes, I have. Uh, okay. Now, I haven't. I'm like two episodes behind, I think, three episodes. Okay. Dad and I watched uh, three episodes last night. We got up to the part where um, Sky is mortally wounded. Yes. And they go, Bill Paxson's in. Yes. And they, they inject her with looks like alien DNA, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Um, mm-hmm. Now, okay, now, that alien, was that a Chitari? Yes. Okay, I wanted, I wanted to make sure, because I told that to Dad. He's like, huh? I was like, those are the bad guys from Avengers. You know, and it was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I guess they have some sort of regenerative properties to their, their body that they're using. I, I that part kind of got lost on me. Yeah. So I don't know. Did they? Did they kind of? Well, that's the same. The same serum that uh, they brought Agent Coulson back. back right. right. I, I knew that. I mean, I got okay. that whole like the okay. whole Tahiti thing. I got that. Right. So that's just, that's the last episode I got. Okay. You know, I got in that they injected her and she's going to be better. Wah wah rah. But I haven't seen. I think I'm like two maybe three behind mm-hmm. i definitely wanted to try to catch up because i knew that this past age weeks ages of shield should i spoil it for you yeah go ahead i mean yeah give it to me because i <laughs> i mean because i'm honest the reason why i'm asking because we are talking about the aftermath of winter soldier yes um is 
Okay, there's no more Shield. Yes. So how does that affect the TV show Agents it's of Shield? Agents of Shield, then they have right. the name. It's, it's the name. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you, you put it together. Okay. One of the things that you don't know if, if you know a, uh, Agent May is is on a phone and she's been reporting to somebody, but we don't know who it is on the other line. Okay. So this must have been recently because the next episode I have to watch is where they bring Lady Sif in. Yeah. So, so it's around that time. Okay. So you yeah. So so you you'll be catching up. You'll be seeing that part. Okay. I, want, I have to tell you that part because it makes more sense for this show. Gotcha. So now that of course the show this Tuesday is after Captain America airs, and you, of course you know go. That's why everybody's like. I thought that thought it'd be the number one show. Watched okay. Now since it was the lowest. Before you spoil, okay. let me tell you the reason why I'm I bring this up. It was reported today that this episode, this latest, this post Captain America episode, so it was a tie-in to Captain America, was the lowest-rated episode that Shield has had since its beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, experts are going, "This shouldn't have happened." You had this excellent movie, number one in the box office worldwide. Mm-hmm. Why is it your lowest-rated episode? Now, experts are saying it's because people have already given up on that show and they don't care about the Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And it just shows that up until now, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show has not, that people don't correlate that show with the Marvel Universe. That's why people are bailing. I mean, it started off, first episode was 12 million viewers. Mm -hmm. Before this episode came out, they had, they dropped down to 5.7 million viewers. Mm -hmm. So that's more than half of the viewers that started that show are now gone. Right. Now, a lot of people are saying it's because they didn't bring in superheroes. I mean, I know they they introduced Deathlock. Um, 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 I'll be honest with you. By the end of the season, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the end. I'm I'm, I'm right. gonna go to distance for it. But uh, if they bring it back next season, I don't know if I'm gonna be uh, in season two. I really, you know, unless people are like, you gotta see this. This is awesome. Blah blah blah. Then I'll be like, you know what? Or, I gotta get into. Or this. it's one of those things where the cliffhanger is so good that you had to watch at least the first episode, so, right, to, to, to kind of gel out the story. Yeah, get that get that wrap up and whatever. hope they hit it hard enough to make you go, all right, maybe I'll give it one more season. Yeah. But I doubt it. Well, yeah, but the thing is, though, this second season will help lead them into the Avengers too, right? So it's like, uh, okay, so okay, tell so, me what happens. So, so basically, it starts off with uh, I can't think of the guy's name. The the Agent Coulson, not Coulson, the other one, the, the Bill Paxton's character. Oh, okay, so he's in it. Right. He's in it back in it. He's flying in his jet plane, and these two drones basically come and attack him. And while that's going on, uh, Agent Coulson <coughs> finds out that May is being talking to somebody. She, they, she thinks he's, she's the clairvoyant because they realize it's an inside man for S.H.I.E.L.D. of this clairvoyant. It's not a person with superpowers that knows uh, everything. Okay, so the clairvoyant is, is Somebody just... has high S.H.I.E.L.D. clearance. Oh, okay. So they're trying to figure out who this person is. So they think it's May, so they cut the line. And it's basically it's a it's a standoff. It's a Mexican right. Standoff. It's one of those shoot, like they're holding guns at each other. Yeah, I saw the I saw the still from it. Yeah, right. and then, of course May can't say who she's reporting to. You know, and uh, uh, they find out that of course Fitz and Simmons are trying to uh, f- what they're doing. Why why, why that's so secretive? Because he was trying to hook up a line. Because she's at now at the uh, hub, which is the main base for Shield. Who's at the main hub? Uh, Sims. Okay. Fitz is the guy. Sims is the female. I, I know, but okay. you said first you're talking I know, about. I'm, I'm, you're, I'm sorry. I you're doing. You, you don't, dude, relax. Just calm down. Yeah. 
just breathe because you went from May and Colson to now May, like Fitz and Simmons. Uh, Fitz and Simmons, and, and she's at here. Keep in mind, I haven't seen these last okay. episodes. So Simmons is at the hub because she has blood of Sky. Okay, because of the they don't know what this drug can do, and they're all worried that there's going to be some kind of side effect, maybe okay. turn him evil. They don't know, gotcha. kind of thing. So Simmons is now at the hub with better equipment trying to figure out the blood and okay. of course Fitz is there so she wants he wants to find out what's going on so he's trying to get a secure line finds May's secure line cuts that and it becomes a standoff so as the standoff's <coughs> going on of course May's not saying who she's reporting to and uh, when she says well, why why are you trying to get an encrypted line and she goes well, I'm trying to find I'm trying to talk to Simmons and they're like why are you trying to talk to her and he goes because we're trying to figure out this blood that you gave us you're trying to keep it a secret in house of why you know because they were trying to break it down in the team and of course their equipment wasn't good enough of course not so as that's going on that's when the cuz the jet hits with the two drones with, oh, okay time out mm-hmm. the sky knows she got injected with alien yes, dna she does. okay yes. because i know the last couple episodes there colson was tired of secrets right which i felt like it was kind of and what's weird is seeing seeing captain america and watching these last those like episodes that were just, I think, just after Christmas. Mm-hmm. See, hearing them mention Hydra and mentioning secrets, it was like, whoo. Yeah, it was like, it, it was like just, these shows you have to really pay attention to every little detail because there's certain things you can miss that it could be important. But at this point, who cares? I agree. Because it's, it's not that great it's of a show. too little, too late. Right. And a lot of the things that they were saying that they were waiting, they were stalling a lot of things because they didn't want to give away too many secrets for the movies. Right. Because right. they want to spoil the movie right. because we want it to be a number one box office. Exactly. So as this is going on. No, okay, quick, quick, quick question. Because mm-hmm. again, I'm playing the idiot because I haven't seen this episode yet. Um, did shit already go down? Yes. Okay. Well, well, no, that's the thing. They not, they're still not aware of what's going on yet because they're, st- they're isolated in a plane. Okay, They're but I'm saying is if, if, is if Simmons is at the hub, yeah. wouldn't word have got out that Captain America's fucking shit up for the rest of people? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it kind of ties in in the way the fact of his shit's going down during it, and at the end of the episode is when the, those three helicarriers get destroyed. So this is kind of going on as Captain uh, America is going okay. on. Okay, so now I heard that there was like this super cliffhanger ending. Yes, like what was no, it? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I was like, I'm like, it's not the three helicarriers going down, no, is no, it? No, no, no. All right. Good. No. So, so they're trying to figure out who it is. So, uh, Bill Paxton's character basically came like, over, man. Right. He lands on the it lands on the, the the super jet that they have. Yes. And the jet changes direction, and they don't know where they're going. They thought they were going to go see Fury, but that obviously didn't happen. Right, because Fury's off the grid. Right. <laughs> so. They, as they're trying to figure this out, they fi- they decide that everybody's got it. We got to do something, and they realize that they're going back to the hub. Okay. And they're be- they're they basically that that Hydra not- is in the hub because they got a decoded message and they figured it out. It was Hydra, so they're going to land and basically they're going to shoot everybody on this plane. All four people. All four people are going to shoot a whole building full of people. Right. Well, no, no, the reverse. The whole building of people are going to shoot those four people in the plane. Oh, okay. So they've got to basically figure out what's going on and break their way out, basically. So they do the the, the, the plot device, that escape piece that they used in, in the Captain America movie where they made a hole in the plane, uh, I, one I, underground. You know what? Okay, I got to be honest. When Fury did it, it was cool. Yeah. When, when Hill, Cap, 
Black Widow and Falcon did that. I was like, all right, saw it once, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, I understand you were setting up for the Fury thing to kind of lead into this part. Like, oh, look, they got away. Like, great and all. But you know what? I'm already tired of that fucking double device. Yeah, well, you, you got really tired at this point. Yeah. Like, I think if you see this episode. So then, as they're trying to sneak around, they're uh, fit, uh, Simmons and the black agent that was with Bill's Cap Acton's character. Right, the one who's got the hots for Simmons. Right. Is at the hub, so they've decided to try and figure this out. So they want to call the academy and talk to this professor because they were trying to figure out the blood still. Because they, they, they're really still not knowing what's going on because they don't have high enough clearance to figure out what was going they on. They don't have – because no one can turn on the TV going, shit's going down. Let's see. This is before the – this is all before the helicarriers uh, okay. happened. Okay. And, they're, you know, of course, everything is still secret secret. You know, right, right, they, right. They, because Robert Redford's, you know, saying, you know, it's, it's like a small group of people. we got to hunt down Captain America. Right, okay. In the movie. Right. So when this all goes down, basically, they there's, – there's a girl with, with – I forget her name, but she's the, she's one of the main agents in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She has black hair, but she has like a red uh, – Oh, the red stripe, yeah. Yes. She kind of she reminded me of um, – uh, damn! Every time I see her, she always reminds me of, of like another character in a comic book, but like not—I know not specifically that character. I can't for the life of me think of her name. Right? You no. Know? So they think she's Hydra. I the red stripe would get, definitely be a dead giveaway. Right. right. <laughs> so they 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 basically find the the one agent and Simmons in the room, and they basically capture them, and they go they they basically say you know that they were Hydra. And they like they to join them, and so basically the the black agent decides to take try and overtake them, and they stop them. They go, it was just a test because we wanted to see if you were a part of Hydra or if you were, you know, uh, a, 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 you know, an agent of Shield. So now she realized she's a good guy, and they think Coulson is Hydra. Oh, so that's why they're bringing the plane in. Oh, and, see now that would be good, right? So they're trying to eliminate them. So as as they're going and you know trying to escape, uh, Bill Paxton's character says something, and and Coulson goes, "I never said that." Like, got anything? Like, how did you know? And that's when he puts it together that Bill Paxton was the was the agent that was the clairvoyant. It was the, oh. you know, all the information. He had high enough clearance to get all the information he needed, but the only thing he couldn't get was how. Agent Coulson died. How he came back, right? So when they go and they go and, and um, infiltrate that base, right, where Tahiti's at, yes. Oh, okay. So they're about to execute everybody because he has a bunch of agents that are Hydra, and they're about to execute everybody. And of course, the rest of the Shield team that are you know the good guys come in and save the day at the last minute, and they they arrest everybody. By the way, she is uh, Victoria Hand. Yes. Okay, I'm just like every time I see her, like uh, I'm like, all right, go ahead. So, so, so Bill Paxton's the bad guy. So ba- ba- Bill Paxton's the bad guy. So they capture him, and they're going to take him to the fridge, which is their shield's yeah, prison, right? You know. So um, Wart, who's the like the the, the action guy of, of the group, he's was his uh, like underling at one point. He was he was he was trained by Paxton. Right. Yeah. Paxton. He was like best buddy. He was like the, like this like. You're my best agent. You're my best student. Blah blah blah. We're, we're bros. So he wanted to personally escort him to the fridge to imprison him. Right. You know, kind of thing. He felt like he's a man of honor. So Agent Han, you know, agrees. So they take off, and there are there, there's there's two guards on either side of of Bill Paxton's character, 
Agent Hand standing there and Ward standing on, sitting on the other side. Well, oh, is this going to be the big, big shock grand yeah, ending? Yes. Agent Hand decides prison's not really good enough for him. That we should probably make it worse. So he says, she, she says, why don't you kill him? So he gets up, sets his gun up, shoots both guards, and then shoots Agent Hand. He's a Hydra agent. So wait, the guy, the the, the big super duper guy for the entire show is, is, is a super is, bad guy? Is a super bad guy. Okay, see, now that to me goes, okay, I'm in. <laughs> now, as a TV show, like as a viewer, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm, I'm sold. I'm like, all right, I will so, now watch the next week. I will now watch the end of the season. So now, so now, you know, now that nobody's watched this episode or it's the lowest rated show of the thing, they all miss this big plot moment. Right. In Agents of Shield's history that will probably be canceled because their ratings will suffer and die. Well, okay, now see now here's the argument. Like one of the other arguments besides the fact that people are jumping off the ship yeah. of the show is that a lot of people didn't see Captain America. So seeing Agents of Shield that directly affects like the coming from the movie, mm-hmm. like it's like, well, I didn't see the movie, but again, it's kinda like how you know how they were quiet they say they were quiet throughout all the beginning of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. because they didn't want to spoil Captain America. Well, now people are going, well, I don't want S.H.I.E.L.D. to be spoiled because I didn't see Captain America. Right. You know, or I don't want Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to, again, it's still like like that episode, still, if you didn't see Captain America, it's still spoiling the movie. Yes. You know, so a lot of people are going, well, I didn't see the movie, so I'm, I'm going to miss this episode. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's possible that that could just be the backlash or people are just like, you know what, fuck you, I... I you know, like, or maybe people were so pissed off at how the week of Captain America's Agents of Shield left off. Yeah, because I I hated that. I mean, that bothered the hell out of me because it ended on a trailer. It's basically what it ended. Up right. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> right. Like- so so now you're kind of. It's almost like see. Here's the problem because like how I said, you have this show, and you can use this show to help propel your line of movies. Yeah. But the problem is, if you're going to do a dick move as a cliffhanger like that to lead in, like, oh, uh, you know what? Tune in to Captain America, the Winter Soldier, to find out what happened to Agent Coulson kind of thing. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do that kind of a cheap tactic, I can see a lot of people going, you know what? Fuck you. Now I'm not watching the movie. Now I'm not watching the movie. Now I'm not watching. I'm done with the show. Yeah. Because they use such a cheap tactic. Mm. I, like, yeah, I understand. It's, like, it's not like I'm not going to go see the movie anyway. Right. But to them kind of go like... It makes a bad taste in your mouth. It's basically I'm it. Gonna tickle the balls, tickle the balls, tickle the balls, but you're not going to come. If you want to come, you got to go see this movie. Like, eh, no, I don't want to come. In <laughs> fact, I don't want you touching me at all. <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, it'd be like, dude, you're such a mood killer. <laughs> you know, and then you expect me to come back the week after to go, oh, yeah, baby, give it to me. Like, you know what? I changed my mind. I didn't, you know, as much as I didn't like the dick teasing, and as much as you didn't make me come, I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna try again because I'm a stupid guy. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> Two guys in the basement. You're talking about tickling the balls, tickle the balls. Agents of Shield, tickle my ball. Okay, like I'll be honest, the chicken place guy is pretty cute. Yeah. Um, Ming yeah. Nang is always sexy. Yeah. Especially the last episode I saw where she was all soaked and tied in that tight cat suit hanging from the yeah. from the rafters. I was like, she looks pretty smart, looking hot. Like when she was walking on like the last, um, it was probably that episode where they get, were on the train. Yeah. And she came in with that big fur coat and her hair was all did up. She had her hair all did up. I was like, 
she looks fucking sexy. And I always thought she was a hot chick. Mm. I mean, I mean, she's gotta be. I mean, she's aged really well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how old she is at this point, but she's been around for a while. Yeah, because she was in the uh, uh, ER, the television yeah. series ER. She was the voice of Mulan. She's voice of Mulan, <laughs> right? For all you Disney people. But yeah, I mean, she's been around for a while. I'm like, she's aged really well and looking very fine in that tight cat, that cat suit. Because she was also, she was uh, Chun-Li in the uh, Street Fighter movie. Holy shit, you're right. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> pull, pull that nugget out. Wow. So I don't, there's a part of me that wants to block out that entire movie. <laughs> you know? I can't. I tried. <laughs> See, it's, I have to stuff myself with a rock. And I don't want to I, you know what the problem is? To me, it's always... I get the rock it, close to my head and I just can't finish the job. Because <laughs> it's, it's Raul Julia's almost technically it's like his last movie. Really, right. And I'm like, fucking Gomez Adam had to go out in that? <laughs> like, Raul Julia, the guy who's an icon of, of like the movie yeah. era... Goes out and Street, Street Fighter's Fighter. legacy. Like you always want to go out with a, like a topper. Like okay, um, for those people who don't know, I mean, we're not going to bring it up on Sunday probably. But the Ultimate Warrior passed away. Yes, you know, um, he just got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this, the this past, past weekend. weekend yeah. He appeared on Raw Monday night, and you know, Tuesday drops dead of a heart attack. You know, you're just going holy mackerel, but. Like at least he, there was like a, at least he um I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook no um it was a quote that he said that night on Raw which I thought was so like good I'm gonna see if I can uh, scroll up uh, let's see I I did all these stupid quizzes today <laughs> like you know um out of which movie magician I am I am Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, okay, just to kind of give you an idea, uh, this is this is how I spent like the time before I came over. I was just bored out of my skull, and they were like eating potato chips. Once you have one, you can't stop. Yeah. So this is what I did. I found out that um, my little, which my little pony, I am, I am Applejack. <laughs> I am uh, Animal. I'm a, uh, yeah, which I Muppet I am. I can see that. Yeah. I uh, which superhero am I? Ed? I'm Spider Man. Of course. Now, man, I've just picked. I'm not like I'm not one of those people. Like, which one's gonna be Spider Man? I'm just doing it. Yeah. Uh, which Greek god am I? I am Dionysus, the god of fertility and wine. Oh. You know, it's all oh, like he's yeah. party guy. Yeah. Um, which Batman villain am I? I'm Mister Freeze. I'm cold and calculating on the on the outside, but deep inside, I'm, I'm like you know full of love and you know like, which I'm like, all right. No. No, dude, I mean, I'm cold and calculating, but when it comes to people that mean the most to me, I, I'm, I'm, I'll kill or die for them. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 right, yeah. You know, Seymour is a joker, really, though. No, I'm not the joker. I don't believe in chaos. <laughs> you know? Um, what Dungeons and Dragons class am I? I'm a rogue. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah. Again, some of you are not surprised. Which celebrity am I from the 70s? John Travolta. <laughs> I could see that. Um getting massages from guys. Where? Who? Where? <laughs> uh, where should I get a tattoo, Ed? My arm. Oh, I thought it would be your butt. No, apparently, according to this quiz, I should get one on my arm. Because, um, you know, if I got one on my arm, it will peek out beneath my T-shirt, which shows yeah. I'm a little bit rebellious, but not really. So I'm thinking more of your butt because you've got to show it off. <laughs> Just to moon people. How many kids am I going to have, Ed? I'm going to have two. Two? Uh-huh. Which Looney Tunes character are you? Uh, Bugs Bunny. Nope, not even close. I was Tweety Bird. 
You're Tweety Bird? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I was surprised. I, you know what? I could see that. I could see that. I could see you fluttering, Dover, and going, running out of pities. <laughs> oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Or that. Like, was hanging on the wire, and you um, flutter over. Like, or, you know, my the, my cat's chasing after me, and I find a way just to outsmart them. Yeah. Um, what will I be in my next life, Ed? <laughs> I don't know. An astronaut. Yeah. I, how many times have I said on the show how much I can't wait? I would love to go out in space. Yeah. I thought that was really weird. Um, which biblical character am I? I'm Adam. You're Adam? Adam. I'm the first. <laughs> uh, what religion should I actually be? <laughs> Hinduism. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you get out of here. Okay, so let's well, get back to point. <laughs> the point was uh, this was ultimate worry. Let's show you how bored I was today, and that was all in like a span of like a half hour. <laughs> I could have kept going, but I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta stop. So this was um, the ultimate warriors. This is a quote from April seventh, twenty fourteen, on Monday Night Raw, and I was very moved by it too. Every man's heart one day beats its final beat. His lungs breathe their final breath, and. If what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the bodies of others and makes them bleed deeper in something larger than life, then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized. Wow. Oh, look at me. What I got? Goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Wow. It's me because the first time I read that aloud, I'm like, wow, that's kind of yeah. very deep. Yeah. Now, he was always kind of like that kind of, what a man. I should have done it in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> when a man bleeds his final breath. Yeah, because he had the very like Native American kind right. of attitude. I'm like, dude, you're a blonde hair, blue eye guy. You don't talk like American Native Indian. Imagine like you would meet him in real life, you know, not <laughs> Ultimate Warriors. Like, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Ultimate Warriors. <laughs> I can see why he does that. <laughs> but when I am in mask, I am the Ultimate Warrior. I believe in the spirit that will rise up. So, okay. <laughs> so we got, um, so Shields fucked at yeah. this point. Um, Agent Coulson doesn't know that the other guy is a bad guy at this point. Yeah. Um, no, no, we say that's it. He finds out and they capture him. Well, they capture Bill Paxton. Yeah. But they oh, don't, the other, no, no. They don't know no, whatever no, That's how it ends. It's basically right. him shooting and then, of course, they look at each other kind of losing. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah, nah. Hey, what's yeah. up? Like, ah, we, we, did we fool them all right? Now, I'm going to handcuff these cuffs and then uh, let's go kill some aliens. Yeah. Game over, man. <laughs> I thought game was over for me, man. <laughs> all right, so now where do you see... The future? The future. The future. Um, well, the, the one thing you can always say is the fact is that S.H.I.E.L.D. will always be around, even though they dismantled S.H.I.E.L.D. Like a secret kind of organization. So they're, they're basically because... You get to a point where everybody knows who Shield is, and people want to destroy that. So you become a secret society now, instead of a being out there, being an agent arm of the law that you you know you're controlling the world or, or defending the world. Actually, I should say, you know, you're defending fight. it, and, and they'd be like the secret wars, R- right? Kind of thing. That's what's going to end up because those Hydra bases are all rumors. I mean, they are true. They're right. out there. There's, there's, you know, there's still uh, independent. Fury's going to get a team of soldiers together. Exactly. So it's going to be like kind of like a a, a black squad. That's uh, not the right, right word. Sorry. Like a dark motherfucker. Squ- we're a black squad. <laughs> I'm Nick like Fury, and we're going to come in. We're going to kick some major like, ass like in a, a dark- righteous way. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Black uh, ops. Yeah. Black ops. Yeah. Dark ops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just not. 
This is going to be a secret covert operation. Right. Okay. <laughs> so. Racist bastard. <laughs> Why does it got to be black ops? Why? Because I'm black? <laughs> he wasn't in the comics. <laughs> That's what it made it, but he made it easier if Nick Fury was the right color. <laughs> and yeah, okay. That didn't okay, I'll tell you right now. Our Germany audience is really happy with you. <laughs> That's right. Nick Fury is white. When you read him for so long as one color, it's hard to let go. I have to be honest. Okay, but if you had to pick, if you had to pick between Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury or David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury, which one are you going with? Samuel L. Jackson. Hey, see, there you go. <laughs> but that's unfair. <laughs> that's, that's, that's truly unfair. I mean, that's, <laughs> they got the half to play him. I'm like, <sighs> yo, 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 you don't hassle the half. <laughs> <laughs> He's big in Germany. We got to cater to that audience. That audience is huge out there. That's right. So you take that back. <laughs> David Hasselhoff is a legend. He's a genius. He's a German legend. Yes. He sings like an angel. Yes. And acts like a god. He helped bring down the wall. That's right. Yes, he did. Him and his car. Him and his car. Kit. And and Pamela Anderson's boobs. Yeah. <laughs> in slow motion. Bonga, 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 bonga. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, we got to, let's look at it this way. The only movie that's really going to have a major impact on is The Avengers. Yeah. Where do you think that movie's going to go? Like, they're bringing in Ultron. Well, <clears throat> here's my take. Just give us your theory, Ed. We'll do theories and we'll wrap up. It's, it's basically going to be the point where... Ultron's going to pretty much control the world. Wow, you took this crazy leap. Right. Okay, go ahead. I'm going. To, I'm about to go, how does that involve... Go ahead. So, basically, all the heroes are divided because there's no shield. Okay. And, of course, at the end of the movie, shield's going to come together with the Avengers and defend, their, defend the Earth. God, that is so not where I'm going with this one. Where are you going with it? I'm going with this, the fact that Hill now works for Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. Tony Stark is going to realize that, you know what, even though S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not around, we have a chance to make, to rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. in our own image. So he's going to get the gang together. They're going to be the Avengers Mansion. All right? Mm -hmm. Jarvis is, will, you know, try to, to try to kind of outdo, like to try to become a computer... He's going to have a program so big. Yeah, he's going to become the vision. Well, yeah, well, <coughs> in the vision slated to be in the movie, and mm. it's the guy who does the voice of Jarvis, mm. who's going to be the vision. Makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But now I think the vision, but see, the vision is a byproduct of Ultron. Ultron made the vision mm -hmm. in the comic book history. So I think they're probably going to stick with that because it also adds another dimension of like of the character, mm -hmm. especially like if Ultron like is the bad guy mm -hmm. and Vision's the byproduct after they beat Ultron, mm -hmm. there's always going to be that kind of suspicion of him which adds tension between other members mm -hmm. and also a little humor. Mm -hmm. um, like people are going to, people are already thinking that it's going to be, you know, the the robot that Tony Stark keeps calling dummy. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, who's going to be Ultron? I'm like, I don't think it's going to be that at all. I think it's going to be Maybe they they use maybe there's a little bit of like okay let's put it this way that in Captain America they had that USB port with all that information on it mm -hmm. 
who's to say there's not a virus in there to rebuild Zola? Yeah, I mean, there's the same. You know, like, who's to say that may not be Zola, but there's still, like, an an intelligent AI in there Mm. that could effectively become Ultron. Yeah. Because they're going to say it's, because they've already said it's going to be Tony Stark's fault. Well, the thing is, is that the way I, because the reason why I I presented it that way is the fact is, is that the first set of Avenger movies, Captain America, Hulk, blah, 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 there was a sense where there was a central theme, and there was really the Tesseract, the, 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 the ultimate power. Kind right, of thing. shit went down. They had to get everybody together to help save the world. Right. So in in this one, I'm 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 trying to find a centralized theme well, in these uh, movies, and with like Captain America three and 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 uh, not Captain America, Iron Man three, excuse me, and Captain America two, these were kind of breakdown movies where Tony now gets the. Uh, 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 the electromagnet, the, yeah, his his basically his power source out of his chest because he gets the, right, the, the right, shrapnel right. out of his heart. So he's he's now a regular human. Captain America, they dismantle shield. Right. Well, okay. I'm going to say I don't know if he actually. It's not like Tony got a heart replacement. All they did was take the shrapnel out. You know. So I still think because he doesn't have a heart. Because remember when that whole scene where he was, you know, he was having. Piper, yes, yeah. The thing is, I thought that at the end of it, he then he he was uh, the, the the piece was gone. They had no, they had the piece up high, and they were picking out the shrapnel. Yeah, out of his heart. Yeah, but like they were, he was standing in his, I think his house, and like you didn't see the uh, that piece in his chest. Yeah, okay, all right, maybe because I thought yeah. they removed it because he was like he wants to live a normal life and he doesn't want to be. Uh, Tied down to this device for the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, but he already, he already said the man. He admits that he's he's Iron Man. He himself is Iron Man. Yeah, I think it's going to have a lot to do more with that whole like that mental technology where the suit comes on him. He kind of does that whole like kung fu thing in the air yeah. and each piece parts of him. I think that now he's because in the comic book he's got nanobites in his bloodstream, mm-hmm. which cause you know which causes the armor to appear. Yeah. So I think that he still has that coursing through his veins, regardless of that power su- supply. Mm. I think he needs that power supply because that's an iconic Iron Man thing. Okay. So I think that if if he doesn't have it in the beginning of the movie, right. he'll have it by the end of the movie or at some point in the middle. Right. You know. But the 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 to me, this the whole major theme of his fact is just break down to rebuild. Uh, okay. You know, that's the way I see it. I I, I, I mean, I, it could be wrong. I mean, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a valid point. Um, but they're trying to make a cohesive universe, and I think that if they're going to do, like, you need a reason why Tony Stark creates Ultron, mm-hmm. you know, whether by accident or whether by purpose. You know, maybe it starts off he creates Vision, and Vision like goes a little berserk and becomes Ultron, and then they get rid of Ultron, and he goes back to being Vision. I, I don't know at this point, but I mean, I, I mean, I honestly think that I, I think you're going to have something happen, and Tony is going to be the one to get everybody together. Mm. Like, I think it's going to be one of those, not like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. I think he's going to acknowledge the fact that we need a S.H.I.E.L.D.-like agency. Why not create one ourselves? Mm. You know, because Tony's egotistical and, you know, with every right to be. Mm. So I can see him kind of being the guy going, dude, you know, all this shit's going on. There's no one to police. There's no one to protect anything. We need to stick together. You know, See, I, I must agree with that, but the thing is, is that Tony is not the kind of guy that takes an idea that's already been used and rehash it. No, and that's what I'm saying is, he says, we, with all the faults that S.H.I.E.L.D. has, I can make a better one. 
you know, so listen, this is what I have in store. Me, I have this plan. I'm going to get everybody together and we're going to do it this way because it's better. It's a better idea. Mm-hmm. And then build off of that and things go horribly wrong as they always do because right. he over, his grasp sometimes extends beyond his reach. Yeah. So I think that that's where shit gets happened and Ultron's created. You know, I, I mean, that's why I kind of see, like, I do think that Tony recognizes the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. could have been a good thing, even though he's not really for authority. Tony's not good with authority unless that authority is his own. Right, right. So he's going to really, because there's no place for them to hang out anymore because they don't have the helicarrier. Yeah. So you're going to bring the Aven- Avengers Mansion in, or at least Stark Tower, yeah. To be kind of like the hangout spot where all the Avengers hang out at. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why not? Um, then he tries to create, you know, Jarvis at this point has expanded as far as communications go. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he's, you know, every household has their own Jarvis. Rah, yeah. rah, rah, you know? Um, and then I, I think that's where it's going to go. I mean, because you, because the, the, or just in, like in the case of the first bumper at the end of Captain America, you saw what's his face, Baron von Baron, Baron von Strucker. Baron, Baron von Strucker, you know, he reverses first. Another stupid name, Pete Johnson. <laughs> He's got Loki's you know, staff. So technically, the Tesseract stole in play. Yeah. So what if this? What if Baron von Strucker, you know, <laughs> with now with Quicksilver and and. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, they go in and they start fucking shit up because there's no shield. That Cap Tony's going, dude, we got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's all join up because we didn't we didn't clean up the mess we let last time, and now with no shield, who's going to protect everybody? Right, we got to do it, and then boom, plot of the movie. Okay, that's what I think, but I, you know, who knows? Yeah, and you don't know how Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to tie into it either. Right, you know, unless, all the pieces of the puzzle. Either. Right, unless with the Infinity Gems, because. Supposedly, Thanos is going to be a part of Avengers Three. It's like the, the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, why not? I mean, they're already yeah. they're already um, established at the end of Thor that the Collector has two of them. Yeah, you know. So, uh, all right, why not? And then if the the one that's in the Loki Pokey stick is the Mind Gem or the Soul Gem, mm-hmm. there's three. Right. All you need is what. The f- Four more? Four or seven. Is there seven of them? Yeah, I think. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to throw a couple in there as well. Yeah. So by the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, you could have a whole Infinity Gem thing. Right. You know? Who knows? And you're bringing Thanos' uh, granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of good possibilities. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. And I did read an article, like I said in the show, that they have shit slated out to 2028. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a fun ride if they... if they do it right. I know. You just give me the wrap-up signal like I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to keep going. or No, no. I said after we do the, what we see the future, we'd wrap it up. Okay. Duh. I forgot that part. So, oh, apparently I'm the one paying attention to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Again, good time management. We've been, what, doing this for like an hour and a half? Almost two hours. Yeah, see, almost two hours. So there you go. <laughs> By the time we wrap it up, it'll be two hours. People will be thoroughly enjoyed, and it'll be like, oh, my God, we got this super secret podcast that no one knew we were doing, talking about Captain America and the future of the Marvel Universe, threw in some Spider-Man, threw in some DC. Here's the question, Ed. Captain America 3 or Man of Steel 2? Who do you think is going to win the box office? Man of Steel 2. Mm-hmm. You know who I think wins? Who? Us, the geek <laughs> I think either way, you're going to walk out of the, both movies going, 
was fucking Superman Batman. It was fucking Captain America. <laughs> or, or, or actually, the, the real winners is Warner Brothers and Disney. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to make the most money that <laughs> between those two movies. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like close to a billion dollars. You can, it's going to be a billion dollars alone with Superman 2, I think. Yeah. Because everyone's going to want to see that movie. And I think Cap will probably pull in like, you know, a good. 120 million. Easily. Open yeah. weekend, easily. Yeah. All right, kids. We'll call it a night. And, uh, you know, as always, you can catch us live on Sunday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio is on those apps. If you want to talk to Sean on anything we've discussed or just want to talk to him, you can contact him at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com. Or you can contact Ed at Ed at WordsWithGeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. <laughs> <laughs> but please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters. Like us. And if you enjoy this, and you can get more information from us through that page. Or you can also go to our wordswithgeeks.com page and find out if you can't hear us through iTunes where you can find us. Because we spread like a virus. <laughs> We're like cancer. We're like cancer. We're like the... I want to try to use a Marvel uh, equivalent to a virus. <laughs> Is there one? Extremist. Extremist? Oh, uh, extremist, yeah. Hey, how about the DC Universe? Is there a virus that goes through that? DC Universe. Smilex? Oh, yeah, the Smilex <laughs> of the podcasting world. <laughs> if you got to go, go to Smile. <laughs> Smilex. Perfect. Brought to you by Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, and on that note, we'll see you next week. That's all, folks. Oh, yeah.